Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. And welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla, and as everyone joined by Holly. Hello. And this is our Halloween special. So we have brought in a very special guest. It's Chris from Easy Riders Raging Podcast. Hi, Chris. Hello. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Ready for the scary one? Yeah. <laughs> this is not a Halloween film. And you'd be right. But um, we were we were gonna do it for Christmas originally, and then Holly had another idea for a Christmas film. But we still wanted to do this one, so we moved it to Halloween. At one point, there is a Halloween reference, so I think we get away yeah. with it. Yeah, there's there's a scene. So if you don't like it, you know, turn off. We did Ghostbusters last year. Go and re-listen to that. But for now, we're doing Mean Girls. This is our Halloween special. It was released. On the 30th of April 2004 in the USA and the 18th of June 2004 in the US. Do you both remember when you first saw it? Did you see it at the cinema? or? I think I must have done. I went with a load of Saturday kids from work. I wasn't the kid. I was the manager. And I think they just felt sorry for me. So they invited me along after they went one night after work. And they were like, oh, do you want to come along? And like, you know, annoyingly for them, I said yes. Yeah, when they were expecting, like, just be nice, invite her, she'll just say no. And then you're like, yeah, all right. And they're like, oh, for sake, who invited the manager? <laughs> yeah. Mm. So would you have just told me no? I just wouldn't have invited you. Thanks. I was 15 when this was out. So <laughs> this was this was sort of my era to me. I just love it. You know, when you had, like, Lindsay, Paris Hilton, Nicole Ritchie. All the greats. Yeah. <laughs> This is like Lindsay in her prime. Yeah, I think Lindsay Lohan in this is phenomenal. And I really like her in Freaky Friday as well. Like around that time when she did Freaky Friday and then this, she was on top of the world. Confessions of uh, something or another. I think it was a teenage drama queen, I believe. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Someone. We have a, you know, a real fan in. She also did Herbie Fully Loaded. Yeah, she did do Herbie, didn't she? Didn't She released an album. <laughs> yeah, I think she did. But I quite like that song she does in Freaky Friday. I'm going to put it out there. I think it's a great song. I don't know if I remember that. I, oh, you would if you heard it. You'd be singing along. Does she actually perform it, though? That's what I'm oh. questioning. Well, she made an album, so I think that's all the proof you need. Fair enough. Lindsay was at one point like a real triple threat. You know, like she could have been an Emma Stone. Could. But she ruined it. To be fair, if I saw her coming down the street, I'd think she was a big threat and I'd cross the road. <laughs> she was very, very uh, cool, I would imagine, if you were that age. Yeah. I was just amazed because I was looking up the ages of the actresses in this today. She's only 32 today. Mm. Don't know, I expected her to be older than that because she's, she's, she's been famous for quite a long time. Yeah, well, since Parent Trap. True. So when did you first see it, Chris? Uh, I was living in Bristol at the time and I rented it on VHS. 
I remember me and my friend Paul went into the video shop to rent it. We rented two videos. But the woman, she, when she was sort of calling them up, she looked at this film and went, Mean Girls! And she said it really loud. It echoed around the store. Like we were renting some sort of dirty porn. But <laughs> we had this like, awkward like shuffle, like, who heard? Who heard? <laughs> yeah, it was probably like later the year. It was quite new on VHS, I believe. But yeah. Alas, not at the cinema. They've got a Mean Girls musical as well now, haven't they? When I was in, um, I was in New York, uh, oh, several months ago now, because obviously we're recording this on Halloween, <laughs> and I happened to walk past the theatre because I was staying in Times Square, and I walked past the theatre on a Wednesday, and everyone really was queuing outside wearing pink, oh, and I thought that was brilliant. That's lovely. I don't know whether it's for me like because like I was sort of you know that age there's just like one-liners that everyone would know from this film it's a very quotable film yes like everybody knows Glenn Coco and that's just a throwaway (laughs) line it's a very throwaway line but everyone remembers it definitely right should we start on it as we always do obviously we're not talking about a ride this episode we're not even going to attempt to say there should be a Mean Girls ride well, Lindsay Lohan's career has been like a roller coaster. Yeah, literally. Could you say that? <laughs> plummeting into like the depths. Maybe you could just put her face on like the front of a roller coaster. Yeah, and it ends with her dancing in Mykonos. Did you see that this year, this summer? <laughs> I didn't. I'm going to find it and I'll tag you both in it. Thank you. I <laughs> wanted. Okay. So we start off, we see Lindsay with her parents. Obviously, she's led quite a sheltered life. She's 16 and only ever been homeschooled. And now she's going to a normal school. The kids in the school, they're not very welcoming. Janice and Damien are the only two that kind of half talk to her and tell her where she can't sit. And then she ends up knocking her coffee all over Tina Fey, who is playing the teacher. Tina Fey wrote the script. She yeah. basically came up with the film. I like how every film that you have Tina in, Amy will be in it. They're just great. They're great. They're so funny together. And they're not no. in, they're not in this film together at no. all, are they? I don't think they share a scene, but they are just so, so funny. It's very true. I think this is the first time I saw Amy in anything, actually. I don't know if she's bigger in America, obviously, with SNL and stuff, but I think this is the first film I saw her in. Because that's Amy Poehler, for anyone who isn't. Oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry, anyone that's not friends with her like us that can just call her Amy. Who famously played Leslie Nope in Parks and Recreation. Yeah. And it, we need Chris on every episode because, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they are getting facts galore. You're spoiling them, if anything. One thing I'd like to point out early on, actually, because we get a, a foreshadow of the big bus moment from, like, the opening scene. We do. They've, they've, yeah. they've laid that in, so when it happens later, we've got it saved in our brains. Because it's, it's a very well-written film. There's a range of uh, slapstick humour, of quotable dialogue that's very clever, and just really funny characters. Well, I'm learning stuff. Gosh, I feel like I'm part of like someone else's podcast. I've... I think it's apologised that if this is the first time they listen and then they're like, this is really good. Don't listen to any <laughs> other. Just go straight to Chris's podcast, Easy Riders Radium Podcast. Have you will fun. not hear this quality again. Later, they chat to her again and they tell her that they will take her to the back building, which basically means that they're they're bunking off lessons. So she's a bit nervous at first, isn't she? A bit of a goody-goody. So this is the first time that they see the plastics. So that's Karen, Gretchen and Regina George. The plastics are basically the heathers, 
right? You're familiar with Heathers? I'm not. Yeah, I am. Well, Heathers was a film from the 80s, which is basically this film, but a bit more suicide-y. Oh. Quite a bit darker Mean Girls, isn't it? It's, it's very dark, but it's very good. It's very funny, very clever. Yeah. I also thought later, because obviously the film's called Mean Girls, and if you look at the DVD cover, I expo- are you supposed to think all the plastics, I guess, are the Mean Girls? Mm. But Gretchen and Karen aren't actually that mean. I think, in fact, the two mean girls that the title refers to are obviously Regina George, but also Janice. Yeah. Because she, 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 can, she can actually be quite mean throughout the film. Yes. Yeah, I think Janice, Janice and Regina were literally the same as each other. They were both as bad as each other. I think those two are the mean girls, not all the plastics. Regina wasn't that mean, was she? Like everybody, it's not like everyone was like, oh, she's so mean and we all hate her. Like everybody just hates her because they wanted to be her. Like if if anyone else had that position, they'd have done the same. Well, I guess we don't know what she's done before. But if nothing else, they're kind of the celebrities of the school. At least that's how it's portrayed. Well, everyone wants to be them. And that's always the case with with popular kids. And people like Janice can say they don't or they want, but they do. Everyone wants that. Anyway, moving on. So we see all the different cliques in the canteen. They're playing the Futurama theme tune. Were they? I didn't notice. When when they, you do the canteen shot, you hear that. Doo, 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 doo. They're playing the, the theme from Futurama. Oh, yep. thank you. So, uh, I mean, this was so well observed, all the different cliques. I mean, this even goes back to when I was at school, that they are literally all like that. So Regina asks Lindsay to sit with them. And this is where we hear Fetch for the first time. Gretchen's trying to make Fetch work, doesn't. They invite her to lunch for the rest of the week and inform her that on Wednesdays they wear pink. And then Janice gets very excited and tells her that she has to go along so that they can all laugh about it later. So again, that's a mean streak in her coming out. Yep. We see Aaron Samuels for the first time sitting in front of her in maths class. He, he's the would-be love interest. Yes. Do you remember what the, the girls' rules were? They, they told her that there were three rules to... You don't feed them after midnight. Um <laughs> Gremlins, Chris. Wrong film. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's a Christmas film. This is Halloween. Well, it's the, the holidays in America. They just call like... Everything's holidays, isn't it? Yeah. They say you can only wear your hair in a ponytail once a week. Yeah, you can only wear a tank top once a week. Yeah. Jeans and tracksuit bottoms can only be worn on a... Friday. Correct. Any of the rules are broken. They can't sit together at lunch. Which, again, you think is a throwaway line, but it does come back later, doesn't it? I don't know if there's a wasted line in the film. It's very, very well uh, put together. It is. And Tina Fey's book's very good, by the way. If anyone hasn't read that, I recommend you read her autobiography. It's very funny, as is Amy Pollard's. Actually, did you know that this this film was based on a self-help book? Was it? Well, I did see at the beginning it said something about that it was a book it was a book about sort of high school cliques but it was you know they they had to invent the story and all the characters Mm. this tina fey she's going places yeah she could be really good you know i think she might be famous one day (laughs) so whilst regina isn't at the table Lindsay confesses to gretchen that she likes aaron samuels and she makes it clear that's not okay because it's regine's ex 
You then cut to the shopping mall. She sees Janice working in the soap shop. Don't know what that the equivalent of the body shop or lush or something, I'm guessing. And they tell her, definitely don't join the mathletes. Social suicide. Absolutely. Then we see the wonderful Regina's mum, who I think is fantastic. She's one of my favourite characters in it. Yeah, she's very good. It's a very small but very memorable role. Well, she's a mum that wants to be one of one of the girls. She wants to be down with the kids. Yeah, yeah. she does. She's yeah. having a crisis, isn't she? She says, I'm not a regular mum, I'm a cool mum. And then gives cocktails and when she says it's got alcohol in it, she's like, no, no, no. And she's like, why, do you want some? Because I'd rather you drunk indoors. <laughs> and Regina George obviously has like... You know, the Lexus, which was very... Remember that programme, My Super Sweet 16? Mm-hmm. That was a great show. Everybody wanted that Lexus. Her little Louis Vuitton bag and her Louis Vuitton belt. Hero to many. So we're then introduced to the, to the first time to the Burn Book, which is basically... Twitter? <laughs> yeah, it has turned into Twitter, yeah. It's basically, well, nasty things written by the plastics about all the other girls, isn't it? I mean, it's not that nasty, is it? Mm. Some of it is just nonsense. About the girl who made out of a hot dog? Yes! (laughs) That was one time! Yeah. Yeah. So Lindsay reports back to Janice and Damien about what they found, and obviously Janice wants her to steal the book, but Lindsay says she doesn't steal, so she can't. Isn't it funny when she obviously says to Janice, like when Janice is like, what do they say about me in it? And she's like, oh, you're not in it. Yeah. And then she sort of is like, oh, like, you know, that's even worse. Yeah. I and mean, obviously she is in it, but it's like, it's even worse that she's not in the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Regina calls her and warns her off Aaron, um, first of all, and then she kind of changes it and she offers to set them up together. Well, she's a manipulator. She's like Putin. She likes to sort of play head games. Yeah, when she says, don't you think it's kind of bitchy about Gretchen? Yeah, she stirs it up with Gretchen, who's on the other line. Obviously, Lindsay doesn't realise that Gretchen's listening in on all of this. Well, that that four-way phone call scene is very, very well done, especially when... uh, Amanda Seyfried responds to the wrong person. It's, it's a well-written sequence. And then when she goes, <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> what I was saying to you, Carla, today, and then I was expecting a boo, you back, but I didn't get it. Oh, see, Holly said, I'm, and then put, like, the green face emoji in. I was like, oh, I don't want to listen to her, like, be sick on air. And I was like, what, do you need to cancel? And she was like, oh, I'm being Karen. <laughs> Because last time I think I wrote to you, I'm sick. I think you thought I meant something like, you know, quite serious. Well, yeah, because we've discussed this on the podcast before. In England, you can't say I'm sick. That sounds like you're dying. Guess it does a bit. Yes, I'm, I'm not feeling that great. Yeah, you say, I don't feel well. I'm ill. If you say sick, that's serious. I mean, yeah. I've got a jippy tummy. A dicky tummy. Holly likes it when I say that. Nobody says that. I do. Oh, I've got a dicky tummy. Let's move on. It makes her want to vomit. But at the end of that phone call, actually, Amanda Seyfried's shocked face at the end is, she's very funny doing that sort of shocked expression. I mean, they're all very funny. Everyone in this film is very funny. It's a very well cast film. Mm, Exceptional. Very well cast. Mm. 
Regina makes Lindsay sound like, uh, I'm sorry, for, I've skipped a Halloween party. So this is why we're doing it on Halloween. This is the main bit. This is the central part of the film, which makes it a Halloween film, 100%. She gets invited to Aaron Samuel's Halloween party. And it is so true what she says about Halloween. I mean, obviously, we don't celebrate it to the extent they do in America, but that it is just an excuse for for girls to wear next to nothing, isn't it? It's not about costumes in many, many places anymore. Yeah. Like Karen was literally in her underwear and said she was a mouse because she had ears yeah. on. But the only thing about this, obviously, yes, it was needed for the scene and stuff. But why wouldn't she have asked someone? I don't know. That's the kind of mistake I would make, though. If someone said you're going to a Halloween party, I would not take my clothes off. I would instantly dress up as a zombie. She's never been to school before. I'd have called Damien. He would know what was going on. Yeah, Okay. Well, you'd think at least she'd, just, she'd ring her, her actual friends just to see if they were going. Yeah. Well, you see that, you see that she's talking to her mum about it. And up until this point, it's only been her and her parents in her entire life. So I guess she just thinks they would know what, what to wear. And in her mum's day, that probably was what you would wear to a Halloween party. She arrives, obviously, as a witch zombie type thing, whatever she's dressed as, bride. I don't know. A zombie ex-wife or something. Okay, all the other girls are in wearing next to nothing and like sexy cats and things like that, uh, or a sexy mouse if you're yeah. Karen. And Regina uh, makes out to Aaron that Lindsay is, you know, more or less a stalker and she's a bit crazy. And then she kisses him. I think though this scene actually has more of a reflection on Aaron than on Regina. Mm-hmm. He's been out with her. He knows what she's like. Wouldn't you just be like, oh, you just, like, you just would ignore her, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, yeah, uh, throughout this, I don't think he was as perfect as he was painted out to be. No, I didn't think that at all. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's not a great guy. And he did go out with Regina, who is, you know, we all know, immensely shallow and blah, blah, blah. For so... a long time. Hmm. So, yeah, Lindsay storms out over to Janice and Damien. They come up with a plan to take Regina down. So, first of all, they start with, you know, they make up this horrible skin cream for her and... Um, Where she smells like a foot, a peppermint She smells foot. like a foot, yes. And then uh, they try cutting up her clothes, but because she's so cool, everyone just copies it and yeah. it doesn't work. And then they finally get her on like protein bars, don't they? So Lindsay convinces her that she can lose weight by eating these protein bars, which is something she learnt on her travels. But of course, it's making her put on the weight, not actually lose it. And it's so funny on this when she says, oh, I just, you know, I want to lose three pounds and then waits for everyone to say, no, no, you don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> She sees Lindsay talking to Janice and she says that they used to be best mates in junior school, but then Janice became obsessed with her and they fell out and blah, blah, blah. And then we get the infamous scene with you go, Glen Coco. So this is basically where Damien comes into school 
dressed as Santa. This is obviously something they do in American high schools where they give each other candy canes, which I guess is like the equivalent of a Christmas card. I don't know. How does that work? We don't do that here, do we? So. Yeah, I guess it's like a Christmas card it's you can nice, eat. Really. Brilliant. We should start doing it. Should. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. She's basically going to now mess with Regina's head. So she sends herself the candy cane and opens it in front of Gretchen saying, Regina sent her this. And obviously Gretchen didn't get one, so she's all jealous. Well, her, her sabotage techniques were pretty lousy. She needs to play Regina at her own game, which is all about manipulation. She's now turning the, the plastics against her. Mm. But at the same time, she is becoming one of them. She is yeah. liking the sort of celebrity-like status of being the plastics. Oh, I mean, by the end, I'd, I'd argue she was worse than Regina, to be honest. <laughs> I agree. You know, and I, I met a lot of horrible Reginas in school. You know, I was never the cool kid. Everyone's always reacted like that around her. She's a product of her own environment, whereas Lindy knows it's wrong. Regina doesn't know any different. That's her life. I think Regina knows what she's doing is wrong. So you think that Lindsay's worse? Yeah, I think Lindsay's worse because, you know, um, a way better... Uh, experience of more experience of life and she's more self-aware than Regina I think Regina's in a bubble that she's been put in by her mum doesn't got the experience of schools and of socially interacting though that's the key yeah maybe and she's been given sort of <laughs> not the best advice from her friends who are basically pushing her into this position <sighs> Now you're making me rethink it. But this this film, I did think it was in the tradition of uh, sort of people becoming everything they hate. A lot like a Devil Wears Prada, but in school. Yeah, yeah. Another great film. It's a really good film. I mean, that should be made into a ride. <laughs> what would that entail? Maybe it's sort of like, do you know what you could do actually as a ride for the Devil Wears Prada? You could sort of go around a little bit like even something like Transformers or um, Spider-Man. You go around and you mm. get like a call and it's Miranda calling you to say, you need to go to Hermes and get this. And then you go like dashing off to try and get it. So you go through like the streets of New York, basically. Like the Jimmy Fallon ride. Like there's many rides that, that use yeah, that. Yeah, maybe you can like go into one of the shops, you know, you might dash into Prada and then you've got to like use your gun to sort of, you know, collect stuff. Yeah, as like a scanner, like a shopping scanner. Yes. Scan, scan as many dresses as you can. Yeah. But if you scan the wrong dress, you get points yeah, deducted. Yeah, or she'll say something to you. If you accidentally scan, you know, a floral dress, she'll say something like, florals in spring, you know, whatever she <gasps> says. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you should be a ride designer. You come out with some great ones. <laughs> They'll all just have the same concept of that, but, you know, slightly different. But, yeah, I think it could be a really good ride. Yeah, I think that could work. Yeah, definitely. Very good. So uh, anyway, we, we've digressed way off with yeah. that. So we cut to the Jingle Bell Rock scene where uh, the Plastics and Lindsay, who's now a fully-fledged member of the Plastics, really, isn't she, by this point, yeah. do a little song and dance routine on the stage? Well, they're not actually singing until it all goes wrong. They're not even lip-syncing. They're just dancing. 
they're just dancing, but then they do have to sing it when uh, the, I want to call it a ghetto blaster. What do you kids call it nowadays? Like a gramophone. <laughs> but it's perfect comedy timing when it hits that guy in the shops. Yeah. Yes. And that's the guy she fancies, isn't it, that Gretchen likes? I think it is, yeah. Uh, later on, Lindsay kisses Aaron and tells him that Regina is cheating on him. Then she throws up on Aaron. Well, she gets plastered at a house party. Mm, at yeah, her own her house. Own, yeah. So you, you, never, you never wanted to hold a house party in your own house. It's too dangerous. Anything could happen. Never do it, kids. If any kids listening, don't have a house party in your house. Go to other people's houses and then leave if things go yeah, badly. Yeah, like a house party I went to when a radiator came off the wall. Oh, my God. I just loved, like, you'd go to school or whatever, and then it would be like, right, who's who's got a free house this weekend? And you'd be, like, trying to find out who was going to have a house party. And then there'd be someone at school, and they'd be like, oh, well, my mum and dad are away, but, you know, only, like, three people can come over. And you'd be like, oh, don't be ridiculous. And then suddenly it would turn into, like, a really big house party. I know what you mean. It'd be like, who's got a free house? We're going to watch all the Police Academy films. I guarantee that didn't happen at Holly's house parties. <laughs> but she did say at the beginning that she bought enough cheese and crackers for eight yeah. people. And that's the thing, like a party like that you'd say, oh, we're just going to have this small party, only a few people come, and it would always get out of hand, it would always get silly, and it'd be wonderful. <laughs> so Janice and Damien comes and then Damien's like I will not stop this car I have a curfew and then slowly she's sort of like Damien's driving Janice around because uh, she ditched out on uh, Janice's art yeah, show yeah and then she says doesn't she something about Janice like oh you're just in love with me and then Damien slams on the mm-hmm. brakes yeah we've missed a bit oh. though we missed where um, Regina was told that she couldn't sit at the table because she was wearing tracksuit bottoms. Oh. We discovered that's all she can fit in. Oh, yeah. yeah. And at the same time, uh, Gretchen has been turned against her. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, she, she said she sort of told her no on fetch and made her feel like a fool. And then she starts spilling loads of secrets about her. At the time where Janice has the the run-in with Lindsay and basically she says, you're a mean girl, and she throws the painting that she's made of Lindsay, Damien and Janice at her. Regina, meanwhile, realises that the protein bars are making her gain weight. I mean, it's taken her quite a long time to work this out, but yeah. She didn't speak Swedish. Yeah. (laughs) So... Regina, basically, you think that she's going to put Lindsay in the burn book. She runs back. Because she's worked it all out at this stage. Yeah, she's she's suddenly cottoned on what's happening. But she puts herself, which is very clever. It's a very clever thing to do. Really clever. So clever. Brilliant. And I think that's why I tend to like Regina more. It's like if you're going to play the game, you play it well, and she did. Lindsay was very much oh you shouldn't be doing this you might need to be nice blah 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 but then she was being horrible whereas regina's consistently herself well obviously at this point she's pretending to be a victim which she's not well which she is but she's pretending to be a victim in a different way yeah but it's only to get lindy back who's fair game lindy did go to war with her 
But inadvertently, she does chuck Karen under the bus, which I thought was a bit mean that she didn't save Karen. Well, Karen did actually write stuff. Karen hasn't done anything to Regina. There was no need for her to get even with her, get even with Gretchen and and Lindsay. But what did Gretchen do? Gretchen was um, the person who made her move tables. Yeah, she wouldn't let her sit at the table when she got fat. So, wow, rules are rules. So. <laughs> So basically, uh, Regina puts herself in the burn book, gives it to the head teacher and says there's only three girls in the school that aren't in it, which is Karen, Gretchen and Lindsay. I did wonder why most of the men were, both the men in the, in the school weren't suspects either. Very sexist. Yeah, I suppose it's just about women being catty with each other, isn't it? I guess is the moral of the story at the moment. We can't, can't have, you know, everyone... Every single person being... Uh... But I think I think that's quite well observed. I've worked in, you know, if you get a lot of women together, it will get catty. It just will. And I can say that. I'm a girl. It will get catty if you put a load of women together. And all girls' school must be hell. Oh, yeah, it must be. At the same time, she also distributes copies mm. of the burn book around the school. Because she does. To quote Batman and Robin... Some men and women just want to watch the world burn. That's not actually from Batman and Robin. I mean, they need. She needed to get it out to obviously show everyone to make her, you know, make Lindsay have real sort of, you know, some something against her. But you know, in doing that, she really made herself. I think you know, be the person. You know, be obvious that it was her that did it. You know, because to begin with, the teacher would have probably just believed her. Do people know that? I mean, we saw her distributing it, but I don't know if everyone saw that it was her. I mean, unbelievably that no one saw it was her because she wasn't. But the head teacher would have known. The head teacher doesn't understand women. They bring up like heavy flows and pads <laughs> and he just freaks out. He's he. This is well out of his uh, um, field of expertise. He's, he's out but of his I, I Actually, I, I was talking about that with a colleague earlier, that if you've got a male boss, mention a flow or a woman's problem, and they will just completely freak and don't ask any questions. We were just saying what a great time it is to be a woman if you've got a male boss. Can you, you can just say women's problems and they will be so freaked out, they won't ask any questions. Perks being a lady. You not use that? No, I don't. Oh, try it tomorrow. See how you get on. Yeah. Let us know in the next episode. I'll update you all on how it went. <laughs> Basically, uh, it all kicks off and uh, it ends up with there being a, a meeting in the gym with Tina Fey and she gives a long speech and then they do a trust exercise, which is my favourite scene. This is a scene that I text you, Holly. It's my favourite scene in the entire film where Gretchen stands up for them to catch her. Yeah, she's like, it's not my fault if I'm perfect and everyone's just jealous of me, something to that extent. It's not my fault if you're all jealous of me. And Karen is the only one standing there to catch it. And I just loved it. It was so funny. But you know why this works as well? This is the third big pratfall we've had Gretchen do. And obviously comedy works in the rule of threes. Like three is funny. And so this is the payoff for the other big comedy falls. Like the good one where she Mm -hmm. falls face first into a bin. But this is the the third one because it's obviously rule of three in comedy. Gosh. Oh. 
Sorry. So many facts. It's the same with the bus. They use the bus thing three times. We get the foreshadow at the start. We get the bit where somebody gets run over in a minute. And then we get an, yeah. we end on a, a joke about the bus. Again, the rule of three in comedy. You have to cancel your own podcast and just join theme park films. <laughs> <laughs> and Karen's speech makes me laugh as well when she says that she's sorry. She laughed when Gretchen got diarrhea. And then she says, I'm sorry that I've brought it up again. <laughs> Uh, Janice gets up and uh, tells all and kind of gives it to Regina. People seem to be chanting Janice all of a sudden, don't they? After ignoring her for years. Lindsay's ostracised and she confesses in class to writing the book after she learns Tina Fey's got suspended for it. But before that, there's quite a big moment with Regina outside in the street. Oh, oh, I've got it. It's happening next. Did it not happen after? Well, she confesses after that, I think, possibly partly out of guilt. Okay. So, yeah, sorry, I must have written it in the wrong order. So, Regina gets run over, which is, uh, even now it makes me jump, even though I know it's coming. It's played exactly like the scene from Final Destination back in about 2000, I believe. Blimey. And it's it's a sort of thing which has become like quite a cliche in film and TV, like you can tell when people are about to get suddenly hit by a vehicle from the framing of the shot, just because you've seen it done in mm-hmm. other things. But it is done particularly well in this, but it's been done since in other things, trying to replicate this as a comedy beat. Yeah, like this bit, I was, it really made me, well, it still makes me jump, like you said now. I'm like, ah! Yeah, it makes me jump every single time. So yeah, as I was saying, Lindsay confesses, that she wrote well, the book. Well, no, she doesn't confess to the book. She confesses to writing about the teacher. But I thought later on, Tina says to her, have you said who else was involved? And she said, no, I'm trying to do this thing where I don't talk about other people. So I think she's like literally taking the whole burn book on the chin, even though she didn't write most of it. But she still wrote some of it. She wrote about Damien. She did. She wrote about Tina Fey. She uh, said that she was a drug dealer. She gave a quote about Damien. But yeah, most of the book was written before they'd even met her. And now as a punishment, she's got to sit behind the farting guy. Yes. And I felt bad for that actor because his credit on the end was just farting guy. He probably turns up at like conventions and stuff. I'm fart guy. If he wants to be a guest on my podcast, get in touch, farting guy. So Tina Fey, the upshot is she comes back to work. She forgives her, but she wants her to be in the the Mathletes final. That's kind of the payoff. We then cut to the spring fling. It's like a prom star affair, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of a prom, isn't it? But not really a prom. I don't know. I don't know what a spring fling is. I assume prom takes place at the end of the year, and they wanted to see them at school after this has all been resolved. Hence the spring yeah. setting. Yeah, Lindsay wins, Spring Fling Queen, and she goes up and gives a speech apologising for all her actions and she flings pieces of the crown at all the other girls that are on stage, which is Gretchen, Janice and Regina, and then flings it into the audience. I mean, I thought she was quite patronising, actually. It was a bit. Yeah, like when she's like to that girl, she's like, you must have spent ages doing your hair. It's like, why are you picking on me? Because I'm the ugly one. She's like, well, well done, you. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Obviously picked someone that's got a weakness. So even when she's apologising, oh, I didn't like it. Plus, who wants a crappy piece of a crown? You want the whole crown. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm either prom queen I... or I'm not. Yeah. Rubbish. No one's going to go, we're all winners. <sighs> no. Maybe not. I liked how the teacher kept interrupting, being like, you really don't need to give a speech. I liked him, the head teacher. That guy was very funny. Yeah. He was very, very funny. And apparently that cast on his arm was real. Yeah. Yeah, he broke his arm just before filming, so they wrote it into the script that he had carpal tunnel or something. Oh. I think I read that in Tina Fey's book. So that's got quite a lot of uh, mean girls behind the scenes. Not that we needed it with Chris on board. I mean, he's told us all sorts yeah. of things that Tina Fey did not tell me. So, yeah. Well, me and Tina are like this, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. Like us and Amy, isn't it? So she makes it up with Janice and Damien. She kisses Aaron. And then it kind of cuts to the close, doesn't it? Well, her speech sort of brought peace to girl world, as she describes it. So we're led to believe it's all okay now. And then we cut to where they are now or then. And uh, Regina's become a lacrosse star because she's been told to do exercising. I did wince that she's broken her back the way they were jumping on her. Uh, Yeah, I I agree. It did worry me somewhat. Karen becomes a weather girl. We didn't mention, yeah, yeah, she says she's psychic because her boobs can tell if it's going to rain. If it is raining. If it is raining. Yeah, only if it is. Gretchen became queen of the Asian clique. Yeah. Janice got together with uh, the weird mathlete that we didn't really talk about much. Kevin G. Kevin G. Which I I found the quite unbelievable that she would get together with him, to be honest. But it's nice, I guess, isn't it? She's happy. And then also she says something, doesn't she, about she's like, oh, me and Aaron... Um, he's gone to wherever but we still see each other at the weekends mm. so i mean is it so it's the, it must be like the new term well yeah because you see the little baby plastics don't you arrive i mean that wouldn't last would it that relationship no doomed for failure yeah yeah and that's that's mean girls hi guys this is carla doing the edit now unfortunately at this point we no longer have chris on the line Me and Holly could still hear him, but for some reason, which none of us seem to be able to fathom, it didn't record his last part. So I will try to edit the rest as clearly as possible and attempt to make it make sense. Let me just do Chris's promotions for him. So first of all, he wanted to say, if you're going to choose between Easy Riders, Raging Podcast and Theme Park Films, please subscribe and review theme park films with five stars because we deserve it more than him i said chris stop that but he wouldn't he just said no 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 i insist you are far superior as proven by the amount of facts that he brought to the table versus ours so i can't say any any more than that really but you can find easy riders raging podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else you can find podcasts. You can also follow him on Twitter. He's also on Instagram. And he actually started off with another podcast, which is called Spielberg Pod. And it does exactly what it says on the tin. It goes through all of the Spielberg films. And that's how I first discovered... Chris, long before we were podcasting, and I was a fan of that from the start. The minute I formed Brick Pod Scene, Chris was 
one of the first people I thought of and he's been here with me from the start so in all seriousness he is so superior to us we cannot even be classed as a film podcast after hearing him so if you're interested in the real meaning of films listen to Easy Riders Raging Podcast and Spielberg Pod they are both absolutely fantastic now to attempt to piece together the rest of the show so it doesn't sound obvious he's not there cheers it's uh it's one of my favorite films i know i don't say that about other films no you never say that no i never ever declare something's my favorite film but i think i think this is a film maybe not favorite but it's a film i can watch over and over again and not get bored with yeah we haven't got any shout outs this week because I forgot. But we don't need it because we've got Chris here and he's been entertaining us. And as for us, you can find us on Instagram at Theme Park Films Podcast, on Twitter at Theme Park Films, or you can email us themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. So is there anything else you two would like to add? Is Holly still with us even? Yeah, I'm still here. You're still there. You lost your voice a little bit. (coughs) Holly's got a sore throat, but she's soldiered on. And actually, you know, until now, yeah, the little cough, until now, it didn't show. But you haven't spoken in so long. Yeah, sorry. Your throat's seized up again. Anyway, thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, I want to say have a happy Halloween. I don't like Halloween. I don't agree with it. I think it's awful. But I guess if you're celebrating it, have a good one. And uh, don't don't keep knocking on people's doors. And I had eggs thrown at my car one year because I wouldn't answer the door. Don't do that. It's not nice. You should have just opened the door. I didn't have any sweets in. You just open the door and then they say trick or treat and you just go, you know, have an apple. <laughs> That might work where you live, in the very posh suburbs. If I tried to give someone an apple here, I'd probably get glassed. <laughs> okay? It doesn't work. So, uh, yeah, if you do celebrate Halloween, uh, have a have a good one. Yeah. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Theme Park Films Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more.